Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. One day I was sitting in Onik with Rabbi David, and we were looking at an announcement for our brother in the congregation, Nathan Holdorf, who was getting ready to retire from the Navy. And Nathan is here tonight. I just want to thank him for his service and congratulate him on his retirement. Good job, Nathan. Your, your service inspired me to write this message tonight. So on the retirement announcement, there's a picture of Nathan in his dress uniform. Can you show that for us? Look at that guy. True sailor in uniform, that's awesome. So David asked me to, ex- leave it up there, Robert. Thank you. Uh, so David asked me to explain the items on Nathan's uniform. Well, I say, okay, well, you see all the ribbons and the, the medals and everything, and that's pretty cool. That's his awards. But his, his rank, he's a first-class petty officer, and his rate, which is his job, uh, he was an operations specialist in the Navy. And then you see those stripes on his forearm. Those are service stripes. And what they are is for every ye- every four years, you get one of those stripes. And his, in this case, were gold. And I need some water. I apologize, but I need some water. All right, so this meant that he had had more than 12 years of good conduct service, one stripe for each four-year period. So David asked me, how many years did I serve? And I said, well, I served 14 years. He said, well, did you have gold? And I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry I asked. I said, no. It was a little awkward moment, but I told him it was okay. See, not everybody gets to wear gold, but anybody can wear red. In naval service for enlisted men, not officers, if after 12 years of service, gold means good conduct, well then, red means not so good conduct. Okay, thanks Robert, you could take it down. So I have known fellow sailors who served this country for 20 or 30 years uh, that were high-ranking, very proficient in their fields, dedicated to their service, but like me, they had red stripes on their uniform. So I'm sure you've heard the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, it does say that in Scripture in 1 Samuel 16.7. For Adonai said to Samuel, for he does not see a man as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but Adonai looks into the heart. 
which this leads me to my second point, everyone has stripes. So when I served until the early 90s, did it bother me that I wore red? Not really, because a lot of people did. But when I looked at that picture of Nathan wearing gold, it made me think, maybe I could have done better. Did I make mistakes? Yes. Was I a complete failure? Absolutely not. We see in Torah, the Tanakh, and the Brick Hadashah, that God uses broken individuals who were called to serve for his great purpose, despite their imperfections. Let's look at Noah, for example. In Genesis 9, verse 20 and 21, it says, Then Noah, a man of the soil, was first to plant a vineyard. He drank some of the wine, got drunk, and was uncovered in his tent. Even though this is the only time of scripture that mentions the shortcoming of Noah, we could presume yeah, maybe he had a drinking problem. But did Ananai take away the covenant that he made with him despite this occurrence? No, he did not. We can look at Jacob, a man who convinced his brother Esau to give up his birthright for a bowl of stew. Lentil stool. I don't even like lentils. Anyway, then he tricked his father, Isaac, into thinking he was Esau so he could get the blessing that is given typically to the firstborn. However, Adonai's covenant was with Jacob, not Esau. And this was God's divine plan to have Adonai's identity linked with Jacob. We say it every Shabbat. We said it tonight. It's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, or Israel, where the 12 tribes will come from. We also see later that God does bless Esau because he gives him his own land for him and his descendants. How about Moses? Moses murdered an Egyptian. And yet there he was, finding favor with God, called to his glory at the burning bush, where Adonai revealed the whole plan to have him leading the people out of Egypt. He interceded for all the stuff that those people did that were wrong. And I would have gotten tired of that, but he did it, constantly interceded. And they made some serious bad choices. But remember, Moses also made a bad choice, didn't he? When he struck the rock for water and perhaps even maybe became less humble in the eyes of Hashem. Then let's look at King David, the mighty king, who showed desire for Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. She came, became with child. And David sent her husband off to die in battle. What is that about? And through the prophet Nathan, King David realized his sin. He paid a great price for his transgression. When David repented for what he had done, he had 
The, the child that was conceived in sin had died. David got up, he shed his sackcloth, and returned to the throne. This was Adonai's plan all along. The kingship lineage would come from David. That kingship would lead to the great king, Yeshua the Messiah, as we see in the lineage in Matthew 1. And what about Matthew? A tax collector, which during the second temple period was looked down on as a lowly profession, equal to a sinner. But let's take a look at Matthew 9, verse 9. As Yeshua said, Yeshua was passing by from there. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. Later in verse 11 through 13, it says, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does this teacher of yours eat with tax collectors and sinners? But Yeshua heard this and answered, those who are healthy need no need for a doctor, but those who are sick do. Now go and learn what this means. Mercy I desire and not sacrifice, for I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinful. So, my brothers and sisters, do you have gold stripes, or are they red like mine? The fact of the matter is, we all have red stripes. Which leads me to my third point this evening. They are all washed white. One day I was hanging out with some of my buddies, cutting up, having a good time. A couple of them were non-Messianic Jews. And I let a, uh, a bad word slip from my lips. And I looked up and I said, I'm sorry, Lord. And one of my Jewish friends said to me, it's okay. Yom Kippur is coming. <laughs> it was a little funny then when I, you know, to think about it, but I pondered that statement for a while, and it actually sanded me because, for the most part, that is how secular Jews think and live. It's okay no matter what you do or say. Yom Kippur is coming, and it will be all taken care of. But sad thing is, folks, I used to also live this way. But now, I know better. And I say now to myself, if they only knew what I knew. Each Yom Kippur, we come before the king and ask to be inscribed in the book of life. You see, Yeshua is our Kippur, our atonement, every day. We don't have to wait till this day to ask forgiveness for what we've done wrong. But you may ask, well, Eric, why do we still need Yom Kippur? Because it is Adonai's appointed time, and Yeshua did not abolish it. That's him calling right now. He followed Torah, 
and is the living Torah. And although we ask forgiveness for sin that we knowingly have done on this day, guess what, folks? It points to the sin that we may not even know we committed. So we need Yom Kippur. Hebrews 2, 16 through 18 says this. For surely he is not concerned about angels, but about the seed of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in all things, so he might become a merciful and faithful Kohen Gadol, our high priest. That's him calling again. In the matters related to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when put to the test, he is able to help those being tested. Folks, let us use this day to recommit ourselves in being better people, following Yeshua's ways and remembering his selfless sacrifice. We can look at Yeshua, who was, is, and always will be the perfect one without blemish, who now sits on the throne of gold because he was given his stripes of red. So we have them all washed white. Let's pray. Yeshua HaMashiach, thank you for your selfless sacrifice. I ask that you would bless this congregation as we move into this new year. We leave our sins behind and start a new, fresh start. Let us be mindful of what we do, say, and how we treat others. Let us show your love through our deeds. Let us show your word through our mouth. And we thank you for this evening. And glory to be to God. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Come on back up, sir.